Hey everyone, excited for this week's episode with Lauren Bracco of Sendosa. We talk about the product marketing career path, how to break in, how to ace an interview, what roles are a good fit to move into product marketing. I love these types of episodes because one, it's interesting to hear people's PMM stories. They're always different, they're always interesting. And two, this is the type of content that's really, really helpful for people trying to break into product marketing or decide if product marketing is right for them. So I get a lot of messages that people love these type of episodes and they're helpful. So excited to have another really good one. My narrative design masterclass with the Product Marketing Alliance is up and rocking. So thank you to everyone who's signed up. We've gotten a ton of really good feedback and I appreciate it. It's awesome. Keep it coming. Our private Slack group is really fun too. We're in there just, you know, jamming on uh, narrative design and storytelling and it's great. If you want to learn more, uh, go to bit.ly, bit.ly, bit.ly slash narrative class. So just like it sounds, bit.ly slash narrative class, or just Google Product Marketing Alliance Narrative Design Masterclass. You'll find it. It's right on the website under certification, so check it out. This podcast is a partnership with ShareBird. ShareBird.com is a peer mentoring platform for product marketers. There are great resources there, an awesome job board, amazing site, all these cool AMAs. Check it out. If you have feedback on the podcast, anything you want to see, anything you want to hear, let us know. Email podcast at ShareBird.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Shoot me a DM. We really love to hear from you guys. All right, let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Product Marketing Experts brought to you by ShareBird. I'm your host, Marcus Andrews, and today we're diving deep into developing your career as a product marketer. Always excited for this topic. For one, it's important to hear different perspectives on it. The more we hear from people who are similar to us and different from us, the better we can understand the journey and be a good coworker and a manager and a good person. So I think it's important to continue to come back to this one. Also, they don't teach product marketing at school and like many roles, it can kind of be a black box. Uh, So knowing if it's for you, how to develop the skills to be successful, how to break in, how to succeed and grow your career as a PMM is always fascinating. And my advice here is to 100% learn from others who have done the thing that you want to do. No need for you to make the same mistakes or face similar challenges. And you can go out and you can find great mentors to help you out, which is smart and awesome. But you can also just listen to the podcast. That is one of the big reasons why I wanted to start it, because I personally want to learn from uh, other folks. And by making it public, you get to too. So hopefully that is exciting for you. And to help jump us forward with this topic, we've got a really, really great product marketing expert. Lauren Baracco is the senior director of product marketing at Sendozo and has had a really, really interesting career. Lauren, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today. Awesome. Excited to have you. Have you had any mentors in your career? How do you think about that topic? Anyone you've really learned from, or has it been different than like a formal mentor structure? You know, I was really lucky to have mentors really early in in my career. So when I came into product marketing, I really started as a marketing generalist and kind of fell into product marketing, I almost want to say, but I, it was really truly because of the mentor that I had, that was the VP of product marketing at the time who really, it's kind of funny. We actually lived in the East Bay and we're commuting to work in San Mateo. And since we live close to each other, we would drive to and from work together every day. So I had like, you know, an hour each way of just pure time to talk through things with her. And it was, it definitely have quite a few mentors that have been really impactful, both on the product and product marketing side. 
as a commercial for the commute. Yeah, that's like the first yeah. the first person who <laughs> are still in the pandemic is recording this, right? It's the first person who like misses their commute. There, there is some good things that come out of commute, but that, that sounds awesome. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. All right. So you're, you're kind of hinting at it, but tell us about your career path. How did you get into product marketing in the first place? How'd you make your way to Sendoza? Yeah, so I actually, again, I started as a marketing generalist and one of my old boss, my first job out of college, my boss, who was a uh, head of marketing at the time, had moved to another company and they had an opening in product marketing, which I hadn't really, I didn't actually, it wasn't that I hadn't done it before. I didn't know I was doing it already. Mm. So just being a marketing generalist, there were a couple of things that I was doing to launch new products and promote products you know, at a tiny, tiny startup. And so she recommended me for the role and I ended up joining that company and had that mentor that I just mentioned. And then I actually moved into product management, which was a really interesting transition to kind of go from the marketing side to like, how do you build the product that you're actually launching and, and learn just, you know, the, the whole agile process. I got scrum certified and really kind of went deep into the product management side. And then I realized as part of my career growth, I really, I felt that I had a good understanding of how to build and launch products, but I really wanted more experience on the go-to-market side. So I wanted to know really more about the, the sales side of the house. How does sales ops works? How does, once I, as a product marketer, launch this product, what does the sales team do with it? What do our field teams do with it? And so I transitioned into a enablement and training role to really work like closely with those teams. And then, you know, I think just the love for product marketing in general, enablement is a piece of it, brought me back to, to traditional product marketing. Awesome. Really, really interesting. I hear, I, I feel you the, on the, you were doing product marketing, but you didn't really know that's what that is called. I think that's pretty typical. Yeah. And that was kind of the case for me where it's like, you know what? Is, I like this work. Like what I like, what am I doing here? Is this like a job? Can I, yeah. <laughs> can, can this be a job? And it's awesome. I've also heard from a lot of people on the show that it's like, you know, somebody helped them with that, where it's like, Hey, you're good at this stuff. Like, you know, you should check out product marketing, which is amazing. So hopefully if people are listening and because of that, they, they see that too. What did being a PM teach you? Do you think, and why'd you come back? Did you, I mean, it sounded like you wanted to come back to learn the go-to-market model, but was there did you consider ever staying in product management? Do you want to ever go back to it? Totally. I mean, I think every company I talk to, product marketing and product management overlap so much and there's so much commonality or there's shared responsibility between the two. And I do see potential that maybe I'll go back to product management in the future, or maybe my next career move is more of a like head of product where I'm doing a little bit of both because I really do enjoy both of those processes. I think I'm just a builder. I like to build product and I like to build the go-to-market on top of, you know, the, the product features. So I think they're, they're a really blended kind of skill set. And they, I think I, I've seen a lot of good PMs become good PMMs and vice versa. I think it's really, really easy to switch between those two. Totally agree. Yeah. I think it's like David Cancel who said he likes to hire he thinks the best PMs are PMMs. He likes to hire PMMs to become PMs because the, the skill set is very, you know, crosses over, but also by trying to understand the market and spending so much time with the market and the customer, you, you learn a lot of stuff that makes you a good PM. But also I think it's just, it's good for any marketer really, because I see more marketing leaders and CMOs coming from more of a product marketing background or just being able to speak product and like no product, you know, it's just such a, whereas maybe 10 years ago, you didn't 
it wasn't important. So I think it's pretty valuable. All right. So tell me about, I'm curious about your team at Sendoso. What, what do you own? What does the marketing team look like? Yeah. So product marketing is a mighty team of three right now. So (laughs) small, but mighty, but right now our, our responsibility is really all things product. So like, if you look at the website, it's all of the product pages, it's the homepage. It's really kind of our, our messaging, our positioning, our go-to-market, as well as the pitch and, and the launch process among several other responsibilities (laughs) too. You know, we're very involved in customer comms, involved in a customer life cycle, which again, I think just kind of goes to the nature of product marketing. You really have to have a holistic view of the entire customer life cycle from, you know, brand awareness, top of funnel, all the way through to product adoption and retention. Totally. Do you have a, do you roll into a VP or the CMO? Is there like a VP of product marketing or who is, who leads your team? To the CMO right now. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Really, really interesting. All right. So let's talk about breaking into product marketing. You know, I heard a little bit about how you broke into product marketing, but any advice for people trying to break into product marketing? Are there any certain roles that make that easier? Yeah. So I was thinking this one, it's tough because I have seen good product marketers come out of so many different areas of the business. I don't, it's hard to say that one role is better than the other. I really see it more as some like innate qualities or skills that you have. And, and when I'm looking for new product marketers, these are things that I'm looking for, but it's really kind of showing your, your EQ, your problem solving capabilities, how you tell stories and your storytelling skills. I, I, again, I've seen good product marketers come from product management, as you mentioned, other marketing roles. I've also seen them come out of customer success when you're really close to the customer in that way. So I I think it's more about just making sure that you are understanding the product, you're understanding the customer, you're understanding the market, and that you can articulate those things in an interview or even in your own company. If, if they're hiring for product marketing and you're in another role, you know, get, get close with the product team, understand more about what they're doing and what they're launching and see if there's possibility for you to transition into product, product marketing as well. Yeah. I think that's great advice. I know the, you know, the, people internally, there's a lot of people always internally interested in product marketing at HubSpot. And I think one of the things that when those people stand out and you're like, oh, I want to hire that person is when they either learn the market really well, they learn the space or the customer really well. And you can just, you can ask them anything about like, you know, Hey, I need like what's cool in marketing automation or social media advertising or whatever. And they're like, Oh, let me tell you. Or they know the product really, really well to the point where, you know, you're leaning on them for stuff. So yeah, I totally agree that there's a lot of power that can come with that. And it's a good good way to kind of position yourself to, to make that move. Totally. Yeah. Let's talk about the skills. So is there, you know, what do you look for, for people? Like, what do you think makes a strong product marketer in terms of the, the skill set, the marketing skill set that they have, what skills do they need to really develop and master? So this is going to sound kind of funny, but like, it's really like how to win friends and influence people. But, and I know that that sounds kind of crazy, but it, PM is really like the connective tissue at a company. You have to be connected with multiple different teams who all are operating, you know, in their own way from finance to engineering, to product, to sales, you know, just all the way around. And then also be connecting with customers and prospects and the market in general and your partners that you have. So it's really, again, going back to that, that, you know, that 
ability to, to influence people and to make connections. But then, you know, I think that there's also some other things around organizational skills and, you know, your natural inclination to be curious. I look for people who just are always curious and want to learn more, asking a lot of questions. And then of course there's, you know, the basics like communication skills. You need to be uh, a good presenter. You need to be a good writer because those are just kind of the, the underlying key, key parts of the job. Makes sense. Influence, curiosity, presenting, storytelling. Are those like, so let's say you're hiring, are those things that people, how would you test for that in an interview setting? Are there certain things that people should expect if you're trying to get a product marketing job when it comes to that or anything else? Yeah, definitely. I'm someone who always loves to have uh, a project during the interview process. So, you know, typically like some sort of presentation that that you do that shows how you problem solve. A lot of times I'm really like in the interview process, I like to present actual situations or actual projects we're working on today and just find out how the, the person thinks about it. Like what, where do you go to find information? What questions are you asking? And how do you think about solving this problem or executing on it to really, to really understand if, if they're the right fit? Yeah, I, I like that too. And you often see, you know, when you're asking a number of people to do the same thing. You can, it's really easy to see like, all right, you know, these, these three people think about it the same way, basically. And it's like, okay. And then like, whoa, this one person thinking about it very, very differently in an interesting way. It's, I think it's smart to like expect, expect those projects like that and prepare yourself, you know, to answer it the right way, but then figure out some, some way to kind of, you know, break through or at least make, make sure that people notice your approach to it and that it's thoughtful. But I like that. What, so let's say you've broken into product marketing, you know, you've got a new product marketing job, you're onboarding to, into a new team, a new company, and this person is on your team. Like what, are, what is, what's your expectations for that person? What do you think they can really do to set themselves up for success? Yeah. So I think the first thing is learning the product. So you need to understand obviously how, like to be able to properly market the product, you need to understand how it works, what the value is. So I, I would love to see, you know, you getting super close to the product team. Once you kind of feel like you have a good understanding, then I definitely want to see you starting to reach out to customers and understanding what's the value, getting that voice of customer. How do they talk about their problems and why they chose your product? And then of course, like connecting with the, the customer success and the sales team to understand how are they pitching the product? How do they describe it? What is resonating in the field that they see and, and what's not working? Because sometimes you'll also see that, you know, there might be messaging that just isn't landing that that you need to so I know that sounds like okay basically need to talk to everyone but it's kind of true again like product marketing is very well connected throughout the entire company you really need to have that full understanding of of how you know how people are using your product and how it's working yeah 100% yeah I do think talking to all those teams is is really important so yeah don't want to underdo that there so when you're, you say your team owns the pitch, does that, what does that mean? Is that the, is that like the sales deck? Is that some, is that, pro, is that product pages? What break that down for me a little bit? Yeah. So the pitch is the sales deck. So it's our, which, you know, even though I'm calling it the sales pitch, it's also the same that CS would use too when talking to a customer. And so it's basically just how do you sell the product? How do you talk about the value that it brings and, and what it does? Yeah. Absolutely. And if, is there a way, do you have a way of updating it over time? I mean, if there's, you know, people come in and they see if there's issues for it, is there like a process for updating it? Or is it just like you change it when there's new products or how do you think about that? I'm always curious to hear how people yeah. approach like updates and ongoing improvements. 
Totally. So our pitch deck is a living, breathing, you know, uh, piece of content. And, yeah. and when I say that, I want to caveat, we, our sales team would hate us if we were changing the pitch deck all the time. We're not making huge changes, but at least once a quarter, we are doing some light refreshes. We're at like to the messaging overall. So especially in 2020, like when COVID hit, and we were all working from home. I mean, I think that was when we had just rolled out a new pitch deck and we took time in Q2 to go back and just adjust everything for the changes that were happening. And just from that, I think it put us in this cadence that once a quarter we're reviewing all of our messaging and pitch and just seeing you know, how the world is changing around us and making sure that it's up to date. But then on top of that, we are also like, you know, there's, there's the small minor updates that are happening all the time, like new slides for customer case studies or new integration slides. So, but I think the core piece, the messaging is something that we're looking at and updating with some small minor tweaks each quarter. Yeah, I like that. I think the quarterly cadence is good because yeah, you don't want to make too many changes all the time for the sales team. Uh, but another thing I heard you say, which I love is that, you know, it's not just sure the product is changing. And so you're going to update like product slides, or maybe you've got a cool new case study to add in, but there's also stuff changing in the world. And I mean, the pandemic is a big one. That is something that you kind of, everybody had to address, but there's also, you know, smaller stuff changing in the lives of your customers all the time and in the industry and things that people care about. So I think it's real smart to keep that in mind. And that's like a, like, that's like good positioning. You've got some positioning process that, you know, you're, you're running and that maybe that's talking to customers or whatever, but you're using that information to refresh the deck in like a bunch of ways. So all very interesting. Yeah. Cool. What is the, so what are the options? One thing I think that's, I'm always interested in to hear from people is that like, you've done a lot of different things. You've done product marketing, you've done enablement, you've done product management. Is that something that people should expect from product marketing? Like what does, what does the career path for product marketing look like? Is it linear? Is there a lot of different places you can take it? How do you think about that? So personally, I don't think it's linear. I It can be if you want it to be. I've seen some great product marketers who have 20 years of experience and are happy being, you know, individual contributors and just staying in the product marketing path. I've seen product marketers who have gone on to become amazing founders and CEOs. Like, I think it really depends on what your core strengths are, what you want to do. What is it that kind of, what part of product marketing, because you get to do so much, especially if you're product marketing at a startup, what is that you really like love what gets you up in the morning and makes you you know excited to to go sit down at your house because we're all working from home and work and so i i think that there are a ton of different ways it can go and it really should be about like what do you enjoy i think that's that's something that we often forget is what is it about our work that that makes us excited and and just really focusing on you and and what you like yeah, I think that's good advice. I mean, there is, there's so many different options and there's no need to, yeah, do one thing that you really don't enjoy, you know, as long as you use, you learn it and can master it, you can move on to, you know, change your role or, or tweak it. The other thing I'll say too, is that I think like, usually there's an opportunity to influence what product marketing means at a company, right? Like I'm sure as yes. the, as a director of product marketing, you're doing a lot of shaping of like, what exactly is product marketing? Cause I don't know. Sometimes I disagree with people when they're like, well, it's, it's very different everywhere you look. I think for the most part, we do the same stuff, but the tools that you have and the levers that you can pull as a product marketer, you're deciding those for the company. And I'm sure, I mean, I don't know if you have a point of view on that, right? But you get to, you get to do a lot of shaping the role 
where if it was something else like, you know, service or success or, or whatever, people are going to have much more specific expectations. I totally agree with you there. And I think that's actually one of the, the biggest risks of being, mm-hmm. you know, a founding product marketer at a company is that it's really easy. Like product marketers, I like our superpower is we can do anything. Like we really can. And, and so it gets, it's really easy to get caught in the minutia of all the little tasks that need to get done. Every customer calm, being on, you know, customer meetings and building every like presentation. So it's really important that you're always staying focused on, you know, what is a priority and what's impacting, you know, your, the goals that you have and and the company goals that you guys have. Totally. And I imagine that's as the director of the team, that's probably a big part of your job. I, yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) That focus. I mean, that it it must, you know, for, for me too, it's been, it's been my experience too, is that when you have a team to lead, right? Like it's, you really have to work with them on keeping them focus because like you said it's because we can do everything we end up doing everything you know and it's yeah it, it can be really dangerous because then some other teams you know maybe other teams or just other people leadership or whatever they just expect you to do everything and i think it's good for a certain like i enjoy it like i love you know doing the work and mm-hmm. doing like the craft of it but you certainly don't need to build every pitch deck or write every single piece of copy or like, you know, that sort of thing. And I could hear it. I feel like when you're going through your initial list of the things you you do, it's like, well, we have these four primary things and there's like this other bucket and like <laughs> yeah. that other bucket is, uh, I feel that because I know exactly what you mean. There's always sort of this growing monster, which is like all these other things that you've picked up along the way. You really got to keep it in check. So, and I think there's like, there's an evolution there too. Like if at the beginning, if you there, you know, you're at a small startup and there's not a lot of marketing. There's not a lot of product marketing. You're going to be doing those things. And I mm-hmm. think that that's like a really great thing to do and you should be, but as the company starts growing and scaling, you have to start really focusing and, and making sure that you're again, just focused on the right things that are showing value. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's something you got to learn and make a good judgment call on. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to be the the person or the team that just is saying no all the time. I think if anything, you just, yes. you know, especially at first you do want to say yes and you do want to take mm-hmm. on all these things. And then you want to figure out where the juice is, you know, and yeah, go to it. Awesome. Is there something that you, is there a mistake maybe that you've made in your career that you've seen other people make in their career when trying to, you know, learn and grow their career in product marketing? I think it's just what we were talking about. Just getting caught in the weeds on things that maybe you just aren't showing as much value. It might help move the needle forward a little bit, but it's super easy to get caught up and and not focus on the higher level strategy for sure. Yeah. I think that's great advice. And I've seen it just really stress people out too, where it's like, you know, I'll talk to somebody on the team and I'm like, Hey, you know, like what, where is this impact that you're making? And it's like, you know, they're very busy. They're like very yeah. busy. They're doing a lot of work, but the work that they're doing, you know, you have to make sure it's having an impact. And that's certainly been me at, at, you know, earlier in my product marketing journey too. So, Oh yeah. We all fall into it. Definitely. (laughs) Awesome. What's your outlook on the career of product marketing? You think it's a good place for people to be right now? I mean, I might be biased, but yes, definitely. I think in general, and would love to hear your thoughts on this, but I'm seeing a little bit more of an evolution on product marketing, at least in the space that I'm in. I see, I think in the past product marketing really wasn't it, it was hard to figure out how to measure the impact of product marketing. And now I'm seeing a lot more attribution to revenue, to product adoption, to retention, and focus on that from the product marketing side. I don't know if that's something that you're seeing too, but would love to hear your thoughts. Totally. Yeah. I think 
I think it's, yeah, as, I mean, as the craft has grown, I think CMOs are probably tired of saying like, oh, you can't measure product marketing's effectiveness. Like, you know, come on, you can try, try harder, right? Yeah. Uh, but there's also better tools to help, you know, understand the impact of product adoption, right? It's like, we can measure that. We can run a campaign at, yeah. you know, it helps out. I would talk to my product teams in terms of events, you know, like what's the event we're trying to influence in the product because they know they know that the most valuable event is when somebody connects their ads, whatever, you know, like they know that there's this like adopt usage event that leads to high adoption because they've got all the data and tools and they're smart. And I'm like, great, this is, I can run a, I know how to help guide our marketing machine and create a campaign that's really going to move the needle on that. So I think that's been super impactful. And then, yeah, I think it's really good for marketers to tie their work to revenue and to help influence that number because yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's companies becoming more product driven, but you know, when you really have a good sense of like, Hey, we're launching this product, we're, we're, we're either doing it to build pipeline or, or drive revenue or increase adoption. Then what is the, how is product marketing and our efforts going to tie to that? You have to answer that question. Cause if you can't, yep. then, you know, people are going to come knock on your door and say, what are you working on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, Lauren. Well, this is a great chat. It was really fun to sit down and uh, learn a little bit more about how you think about product marketing and what you're up to. So thanks for making some time. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. There's only one way to take it. And that's hard, man. There's only one way to own it. She want to drown in the city lights. Ah, but it's all.